you wouldn't go to Bob's Discount Furniture Outlet for a high-end client. Think about that even from the client's perspective. I've hired this designer, created this vision, it's wonderful, but you're taking me to places that I could have gone on my own and uh, it starts to lead them down this path that says, okay, well, how much authority do you really have over this? How much authority? I mean, I appreciate your guidance, but I probably could have done this on my own. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your business? Then welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast, helping home professionals and luxury brands accelerate their success with proven marketing strategies and expert industry practices. Now, here's your host, Darla Powell. Hey there, and welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm your host, the Grand High Poobah of all things Wingnut, Darla Jethro Powell. And today we're talking about differentiating yourself and your services and making yourself indispensable, indisposable as the interior designer with the mostest. Keep clients from shopping you and make sure that you're bringing something to the table that is irreplaceable. That's a lot of big words for an intro there. And today's guest, John Dupre, is no stranger to the Wingnut Social Podcast. You might remember one million years ago, he was on as well. And uh, he's my kind of guy. You're going to love him. Hilarious, brilliant, smart, owner of Revel Woods Flooring. Some really, really cool tips there. But before we get into my interview with John Dupre, we have some housekeeping. So the Wingnut Social webinar series is going along swimmingly. Some seriously, really good feedback on those deep dives into social media marketing, digital marketing, systems and processes for your design business. We've had excellent guests so far. Linda Holt, Stacy Martin have killed it, knocked it out of the park. So tough acts to follow. But next is going to be yours truly, Darla Jethro Powell on April the 26th at 11 a.m. And I'm going to be walking you through Google ads for your interior design business, some tips and tricks to help set you apart from those big players, from those big boys. So you want to make sure that you head on over to wingnutsocial.com slash webinar to check that out. And if you want to stay on top of all things webinars and what's going on at Wingnut with our free webinars, by the way, very free, very free, Wingnut Academy, which is coming up the pike, follow us on Instagram at wingnutsocial and you'll see all the updates and everything going on there. Pardon me. Speaking of Wingnut Academy, that launch is coming around the corner soon. My team is sweating and working around the clock. No breaks, no sleep. <laughs> Just kidding, not kidding. So Wingnut Academy, right? These are going to be courses that you can do at your own leisure, at your own pace. And they're going to be about marketing and strategy and positioning and messaging on Instagram, on Facebook, on what have you for the interior design industry, architects, general contractors, and home pros. We're going to cover SEO, search engine optimization for your marketing, all kinds of methods and practices and strategies and tips that we actually incorporate here on behalf of our full service clients here at Wingnut Social. And we understand that not everybody has the budget to delegate that out. So this is a nice solution for that. You can get the course, you can sign up for a course. Our very first course is Instagram for beginners and intermediate and uh, interior design focused. You can take that yourself. You can say, here you go, intern, knock it out. <laughs> Start doing our social with these tips and tricks and techniques. And then the next course we're going to have is going to be for the more advanced so they can graduate, right? There'll be a little certificate of completion it's really, really going to be an amazing deal. So we're looking to launch that in May. I'll follow us on Instagram as well. We're going to give three interior designers 
scholarships for free to this course. So make sure you you follow us at Wingnut Social on Instagram and head on over to wingnutsocial.com. Look for Wingnut Academy there in the nav and sign up to be notified for when that goes live. All right, that's it for housekeeping. Y'all know what time it is. It's time for Men in News, Men in News Sash. Yeah. yeah! Okay, this week we welcome back the fabulous Alicia McAfee to the Mini News Sesh. And surprise, surprise, we're talking about Instagram again, and they are changing it up again. Alicia, tell us all about it. Of course, I know. We're always talking about Instagram. But this time, Instagram is testing a new feature to where it'll look like TikTok when you go on Instagram. So the typical feed that you see now is going to be essentially reels, stories, and the feed posts all in one. So when you're scrolling, it's going to take up the whole page, just like TikTok. Oh, you mean it's just going to mix it all in? We're not going to have a choice? Because now when I go in there, they're only showing me reels when I scroll up um, continuously if I click on a previous reel. I guess they're saying, you're, you like reels, let's show you some more, but I can opt out of that. Is that's going away? So they are testing it, but mm-hmm. yes, it'll all be together. Feed posts, uh, stories, and reels. Reels and feed posts I get, but mixing the stories in? little interesting. So it's going to be more like TikTok. And really, the hope with this, I think, for Instagram is to really capture kind of the same usage that TikTok has. And so being able to see, okay, well, this user watched this video for this long, or they replayed this, or they just skipped right over. And to be able to capture all that, whereas right now, when you're on Instagram on the feed, and you're scrolling through, you can see multiple posts on the same screen at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so with this, it'll just be one post, whether it's a reel or a story or a feed post at a time, and they'll be able to get more analytics from that. Okay, interesting. They did say that they were pushing the video and you're going to see way more video heavy Instagram. I'm, I'm curious, and maybe we don't know this yet because it remains to be seen. Is this going to reflect the classic grid, the nine grid, you know, as far as thumbnail videos mixing in with our beautiful interior design shots? Do we know? Yeah, so I can't say for sure because there's not much information about it yet. But I do believe that it's going to leave the grid post as is. So similar to to TikTok, when you go on TikTok, you know, you're just scrolling and there's videos. But when you go to a person's profile, you can still see the little grid, essentially. And so I think it's going to be like that. And so I think they're keeping the grid. But okay. Oh, well, I hope so. I hope so. Because that's really important for like a, a blast of wow portfolio when people come to visit our pages, right? Okay, cool. And is this out now? Or is this in beta? Is this something they're teasing up the pike? So they are testing it. And so a few users have it, but not everyone. I don't have it personally. And I don't know if I want it. But we shall see. <laughs> I guess we're going to find out whether whether we like it or not, right? We don't own Instagram. We don't have much of a say. And uh, all right. Okay, cool. Uh, something to be on the lookout and see how it does affect us. I do say, I mean, again, Reels are really doing well for our clients and getting reach and awareness. So I mean... It's not a bad thing to do them and to have them out there. So if it gets more traction, the more the merrier. Alicia, thank you so much for joining us again. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye. Man in new sesh. Yeah. Yeah.
All right, Alicia, thank you again for joining us on the mini news sesh. So before I get into my interview with John Dupre, let me tell you a little bit about the man. He is a lifelong member of the flooring industry. John got his start as a small wee child (laughs) working with his father as a flooring refinisher. After college, he worked for a large materials manufacturer before joining the family distribution business in Western New York. It was there that he realized that the future of the high-end flooring market was the interior designer. And then he co-created Revelwoods, the platform that would allow designers to do that. John has been a longtime fan of Darla's and follows her everywhere. (laughs) He wrote that in his bio. I had to leave it in there. You know, and something else I forgot in the interview, because uh, ahead of time in in the green room, we have a questionnaire and Say, give me some examples of some questions you would like me to ask. And one of them was, how are you so impossibly handsome? And he is. (laughs) Wingnuts, help me in welcoming John Dupre to the show. Hey there, John Dupre. Welcome to the show. How the hell are you? I am still alive. (laughs) Um, (laughs) As positive as as anything, really. It's been um, a lot has changed since the last time we've seen each other, but you look great. And I am so So thrilled you let me come back on here and tortured your audience for a little bit. (laughs) Well, you know, they like a little torture. They're a little masochistic, those interior designers. You have to be today, I think, a little bit. Before we get into today's subject, John, tell us just a little bit about yourself and uh, what makes you an expert in this universe. And we will dive in. Yeah, so in this timeline, I uh, I was born into the flooring industry, which uh, everybody is, I know gets like super jealous about. And I get it, right? Like I, I would be too, but some people are born with it and those people are me. No, but my father was a, a sand and finish, you know, a contractor for like 22 years. So I kind of grew up doing that. And then he eventually went and opened a, a wholesale, kind of a traditional wholesale distributorship in my hometown of Rochester, New York. So my first like real job, as they call my generation calls it out of college, um, was working for a large materials manufacturer. And I traveled the country in the flooring industry because I had some experience there. It was actually sandpaper of all things. And you think, and yes, it was rough and I heard all the jokes. But if you, you think that, uh, you know, sandpaper isn't sexy, you're right. It's not, but it's really important. So I got to do that for like eight years in the flooring industry, kind of built like a national uh, network and then joined my father in the wholesale industry. And we kind of looked at that side of it and just realized that the way that flooring is the supply chain in flooring, at least from the point where it's manufactured, uh, onto how it's sold to people just seemed very outdated. It seemed, I mean, it hasn't really changed since the fifties. So we thought, well, it seems kind of hubris of us to think that somehow, it's not going to change, right? And so we thought, well, what does that change look like? And where we landed was basically, I mean, we tried a couple of different things and failed at them, but where we landed was this idea that there's this luxury sales channel in the interior designers, but the flooring industries never properly empowered the designer to be a direct part of what they do. It's always sort of funneled designers through the dealer network, which is the same workflow that a consumer would use. So a designer who works predominantly with a lot of trade-only product, it's one of those necessary evils a lot of designers would tell me as far as sourcing flooring because they have to go to the same places their clients do. So we thought, well, if we could develop a platform for designers, for their workflow, for their pain points, they could be just as much a part of a, a valid sales channel for flooring that 
big box or specialty retailer would be. You just can't treat them like you treat those other channels. So that was the idea behind basically what became Revel Woods. And that's that's what we're doing today. And I can tell you as the first to really do this, you know, we've learned a lot, but it works. This is definitely something designers can do and seems like they want to do. Yeah, I like it. And we've spoken on the show before about interior designers differentiating themselves from their competition by offering uh, something that their competition doesn't readily offer or the big box stores offer um, because clients are coming to you to give them that one of a kind experience, something that's not going to look just like their next door neighbor. We had um, our one of our sponsors, buildlane.com, right? Doing custom furniture and just doing something where they have to come to you. They can't go to Wayfair. They can't go to restoration hardware. And what I love about Revel Woods and I, I, what I love about what we were talking about in the green room, which we'll discuss on the show as well, is that you provide that for interior designers to have that very unique custom luxury experience for interior designers to be able to offer their client in a flooring way, right? Um, Because that's what you guys do, but also for interior designers to make more money that way, to not leave the money on the table. So talk a little bit about the importance of being unique and offering that that higher-end experience, those higher-end materials, whether it be through Revel Woods Flooring or through any custom kind of situation and, and what you guys have coming up the pike. You know, with flooring, it's always been the the process of taking, you know, your client to a flooring showroom that, again, they could have just visited on their own has always been kind of a necessary evil for designers because there hasn't been a place for them to truly source trade options. Even trade-only showrooms are still offering brands that are, you know, if you Google them, are available hither and yon. Unless you go with a truly custom option, which you jump like three or four price levels at that point. So, you know, if you have, uh, you know, you're in this something that's in the kind of every person price point, then you've got kind of higher end clients that would pay a little more for something. But if you want to go where you're having something specifically made or something like that, you've jumped three or four more levels. And so most designers, you know, even their higher end clients maybe are not that high end, right? So, uh, or want to go through what would go through for a custom flooring option. So with the, uh, it's always been this kind of necessary evil for designers. I mean, it's not evil, but you know what I mean? Uh, Where they they don't like it, but it's all that's been there. And eventually everyone has sort of accepted it. And so one of the advantages of not doing that is very much the same way as what if you couldn't access trade-only furniture and you just had to go to the same Bob's Discount Furniture Outlet and that was what you did. And you had to only source from places like at the mall or whatever for your clients, it changes the whole design profession. And so the flooring aspect of it really almost becomes just as important as that the same way that you wouldn't go to Bob's discount furniture outlet for a high-end client, because think about that, even from the client's perspective, I've, I've hired this designers, created this vision, it's wonderful, but really you're asking me what I like and you're taking me to places that I could have gone on my own. And uh, it starts to lead them down this path that says, okay, well, well, how much authority do you really have over this? How much authority uh, do you have over this project? What is it that, I mean, I appreciate your guidance, but I probably could have done this on my own. And that for designers, just totally not fair to them because a designer, and I'm not one, uh, but I've been in the world now long enough to just see what you designers do. And it's incredible and it's incredibly difficult and it takes an enormous amount of skill and talent. And it's just deserves more credit than a lot of times it gets. And sometimes you see things, whether it's HGTV or all these different apps, it almost cheapen the profession. And so 
the idea that really what it comes down to is keeping as much of what you're offering your client in your studio is how you create that completely unique experience. And so flooring is such a huge part of that that's always been relatively closed off to designers. And so Revelwoods as a platform basically allows you to, you know, whatever your project is, we'll go and we'll source stuff for you. And some of it might be something that could be available other places in your area. Now we private label everything as it is. So we could find something for you and then it would come through our site and it's billed our way and everything's kind of private labeled. So you're not able to be shopped. And that's, you know, a big chunk of our platform. But the stuff that you were alluding to in the green room is we're developing a program now using a manufacturer that we work with in Canada that that basically does a semi-custom make-to-order program. And so what that allows us to do is Think of uh, normal factory finished flooring options like the frozen pizza section at uh, (laughs) at a grocery store, right? So like here's your Supreme and here's your pepperoni and here's your cheese. But this – and that's how flooring options usually are. You look at these big samples and it's like, okay, I like this, I like this, I like this. Well, with with the program we're developing, it's a little more like a pizza shop, right, where you can pick your crust and then you pick your sauce and you pick your cheese and your toppings and all of that. So this is a roundabout way of basically saying that we can have this not completely custom. We can do completely custom, but you're not going to want to. But these, because then you get samples and masters and all this other stuff, and it's back and right. forth and back and forth, and then it's like thirty bucks a square foot. So look, you got the <laughs> client that wants to do that. Sure, I'm you'll in. do it. Let's right? do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> but I just, I'm not even going to try and sell you that because they look at the price and go, oh, never mind. It really <laughs> needs to be closer to five bucks. And it's like, well, today you can't get anything for five bucks, no. but. What this allows us to do is we can take a reference set of, you know, 15 kind of master reference colors, give you options of the platform, solid, engineered, different widths, different grades, and then you can pick a sheen on top of that. So you can pick one of these reference colors, put it on a character grade engineered white oak and make it shiny as you want, I guess, or matte or whatever. And then we can give you the ability to name that combination to whatever it is you'd want to do it. So you could basically create your own collection that would be exclusive to you. And so we would still handle the invoicing. Um, so the way our platform kind of works from an invoicing standpoint, and sure. I don't get into the business stuff's a little boring, but it's <laughs> kind of important. So we offer trade pricing. And then basically with this program, we would quote a designer price. And it wouldn't be on our site. Everything's invoiced and handled through our site, but it's not something you just go on the site and find. So it would be something exclusive, kind of co-branded with you and with us. And it would be available really only for your clients. It wouldn't be something that would live, you know, on our website. But let's say, you know, I'm, I'm going to make up a price here. So whatever this combination is, is $8.99 is the trade price delivered. You could... Basically, quote a client, you know, put a dollar on it, whatever, right? Two thousand square feet, two thousand dollars. Easy, right, that's easy right. math. So it's nine ninety nine, but we could bill that client for you. So we could bill you at the eight ninety nine, or mm-hmm. we could bill the client directly for you at nine ninety nine, and then we commission you the difference. So we've had designers who've tested this for us who put like four dollars a square foot on an order. So it was a thousand square foot job and we wrote her a check for four grand for that one project. And it was something that it still came in under what an equivalent would have been at a local store, by the way, Mm -hmm. um, even when she put that much money on it. So what this allows you to do is have complete and total control over this process. So you're offering something that a contractor or your client or whatever is not going to be able to just Google and go find. It's got your name on it. It's something that you're controlling and you could set multiple price points. So you could 
sell it to the client for $9.99. But if you want to sell a contractor and have the contractor make money, you could sell it to the contract. We'll bill the contractor at $9.49 or what, however <laughs> you want to do it. And then he can right. sell it to the client. So my point is with all of this is really this particular program, our whole platform is able to do this. But where we're going with this is really just centered on the designer needs to be in the driver's seat as far as selling this product. And then as far as technical services, that kind of stuff, that's where we come in and, and really back you up with that. You know, my father's currently, as of this recording, chairman of the National Wood Flooring Association. I mean, we, we had a hand in writing those manuals. So we know what we're talking about there. If you guys still are not convinced that social media can make a tremendous impact on your interior design business, go back and listen to episode 258 with Julianne Hendrickson of Hendrickson Interiors in Tampa, Florida. Julianne is a client of Wingnut, and she was so gracious and so sweet to say that we have helped her grow her business tremendously. And now she is an over $3 million a year interior design firm. So if you need help with marketing your interior design firm, don't listen to other people that say you cannot find clients on Instagram, you cannot find clients on social, particularly you cannot find high-end clients on social because if they are saying that, they are not doing it correctly. And I'm here to tell you that we are, and we are the absolute best at what we do. Head on over to wingnutsocial.com, check out our case studies, check out our reviews. That's wingnutsocial.com. The other thing I'll jump on, because I'm just not going to shut up today. <laughs> um, You're making my job really easy today. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. But I want to mention this because the next thing that people struggle with is like, well, I don't know enough about flooring. How am I going to be able to sell it? And, and we've addressed that issue. We've just launched our training and certification program. So anyone who is basically a pro, an approved pro with us, has access to this program we created. And so we took everything that you know anyone would need to know about flooring. And we went through and picked out just the stuff that would be relevant to a designer. So there's a lot of stuff in there for retail salespeople or for uh, installers, that kind of thing that a designer doesn't really want to know about. We have that information if they want to know it. But mm -hmm. we took the whole thing, distilled it down, how to do this as a designer. It's an eight-part course, but the whole thing takes about an hour to do the whole thing. So... Um, and then at the end, we have a test that actually my mother created. She was a teacher for 30 years. That's <laughs> the, uh, yeah, that, that if you pass <laughs> it, then you're certified with us. So you have this badge <laughs> that you can show your clients saying, look, I'm a Revelwood certified flooring designer. I know what I'm doing when it comes to this kind of thing. And so it's just tools like that, that yeah. we really want to put the designer in the driver's seat. And potential clients love that kind of stuff. I mean, look how impressed they are with Howell's, you know, customer service badges, you know, a Revel, you know, Revelwood's flooring or this kind of certification, that kind of certification. But I want to circle back a bit because you, you did mention, and we discussed this in the green room, client shopping you and that's a huge pain in the ass for uh, for interior designers with clients because you're right we are exposing them to anything that they could just go in with their little legs look at and say oh, I could do that myself and I think that's why it's so important to have that barrier to to entry for the end user for for the clients but and to offer that and to elevate yourself as the expert in the field here's the resources I recommend and you can only get that through me or at least mostly only get that through me to the best of your ability so we don't diminish our importance, you know, in the in the space. Not only are we making rooms 
pretty, but um, a lot of interior design businesses, their business model is selling the furnishing, selling the flooring, selling the, the um, you know, and, and having the, the, the margins built in there. On the intake, we're talking about, um, you, you, and you did mention with contractors here, contractors, most of the time get the stuff, you know, they get the furnishings, they get the materials. How do you deal with a contractor with pushback on there? Like, no, I have the source, I have the flooring. That's, that's my, my thing. So there's a couple ways to do that. We, we do, it isn't a thing that comes up. So for anyone listening or watching or however you're consuming this to think, oh, well, you know, they just must not deal with a contractor that's ever pushed back. We have, so we have seen it. It is a real thing. So there's a couple ways to approach it. And a lot of it is, is individualized based on the personality and the situation. And so I'll give you a couple examples. So in one, some cases, designers will work out earlier with the contract saying, contractor saying, look, this is what I'm sourcing. Okay. And then if the contractor needs to make some money on it, like in our case, we quote a trade price and then maybe the designer splits up whatever that profit is to make sure that you don't come away with nothing, but maybe there's you know, maybe it's 5%, maybe it's 10%, maybe it's half. I don't know. I mean, that that's totally up to you. That's the beauty of this. So that's one aspect of it. <clears throat> the other one by sourcing something, you know, that is unique by having your, you really are in charge of the entire vision as a designer. So the thought that a contractor could come in after you've selected, I mean, the flooring selection had purpose. It ties into something. It wasn't made in a vacuum. And sometimes some contractors don't think that way. They focus on what their specific trade is. And I mean, like maybe flooring contractors, I'm sure general contractors, it's a little different. You know, I don't want to overgeneralize, but, um, you know, they might only be thinking, oh yeah, I got something that's kind of like that. But they have the contractors coming at it in that case, like they have no idea what the entire vision is. So they could find something from their buddy that owns a flooring store off a of highway nine or whatever. And it doesn't work with your vision. And so it's important that the client understands that too, that when you're having those conversations up front saying, look, I understand what your budget is. I'm picking things that work with your budget. So I'm not picking something that you can't afford and understanding, you know, if they say something like, look, we want this, it's a thousand square feet, but we really want it in a herringbone and understanding that, okay, so you understand like a herringbone's going to be more expensive. Like that's going to be reflective in the price. It'd be harder to find. And it's going to be more expensive and not that you can't do it, but you're going to be right out of the gate with those conversations so that you know enough of what you're talking about, that you have that client's trust so that when you do hit that pushback, the client is on your side, right? That's because they're ultimately the decision maker. I can't tell you how many times even we had designers kind of early on that were like, I can't source the flooring. My contractor does that. I'm not allowed. And then they'll call us and say, well, I'm doing my house. And it's like, well, did you check with your contractor before you buy this? So, you know, because obviously when you're the client, you do get to make that decision. And so having the client on your side goes a long way there. And then also being able to offer something that's uniquely you. I mean, if you're if you're in this program with us where you have your own line and the client is working with you, they want your stuff. That's why they're working with you. So a contractor to come in and say, oh yeah, I know you designed this floor, but I'm just going to go find something else. Like that's not going to fly, right? (laughs) So it shouldn't. Um, It's not. Somebody needs, we need to reevaluate who we're working with. So that a complex answer to a simple question, but there's a lot of different ways to do. And other times, you know, contractors are, they're really grateful. The designer's like, okay, they're sourcing it. And the contractor goes, great. I just show up and put it in. I'm happy, right? So <laughs> yeah. it really, um, Less work it's, for it's them. all over the map, honestly. True. And if somebody's got an installer that 
is just being too difficult, we always can make recommendations too. We've got a pretty deep national network. Do you partner with the interior designers on any kind of e-commerce level? For example, let's say Darla Powell Home had a line of specialty hardwood flooring with Revel Woods. We do a lot of e-commerce stores, um, social media shopping and stuff with our clients. Is that something that they could kind of like mark up in that way or it has to be a project or a project based or, or that kind of thing? So yes and no. So okay. yes, we can totally do it that way. Um, we can do kind of an affiliate based program sure. too, or whether it's your line or it, it can be your line or it can be just anything that we're offering. If they're buying it through you, we can kind of, it's almost more of an affiliate type setup at that point. I will say sometimes with e-commerce, it's just tricky with flooring because yeah. it just requires so much professional hands-on and installation and ensuring things that um, we haven't had a lot of, we've, we've experimented in that avenue. And if anybody thinks they can do it and is killing <laughs> it there and can throw it in there, like we're going to support you a hundred percent, but it's, a harder sell in that arena, I yeah. think, just because it's not something you can just ship out. And it's a big dollar amount and people need advice and guidance and the design. They don't know what little, you know, parts and pieces and bibs and bobs to get when it comes to flooring for different things. So I could see where that might be harder, but it'd be super cool to be able to put on your website, you know, the flooring lines or to, to show that I would think, or this is my, this is my new flooring line. I, I love it. It's very sexy. You said flooring's not sexy or you did say it was sexy. Wait, which was I it? I said sandpaper <laughs> wasn't sexy. Sand, flooring right. is very flooring sexy. Is extremely <laughs> sexy. Have you ever had any interior designers who were so impressed by the, your um, informational class that were just floored by it? Oh, <laughs> boom! That was nice. <laughs> I was not. I'm actually a little mad. I didn't think of that. Honestly, yeah, you like, should. That be. just. Yeah. I know. No, that was uh, you caught. You caught me on an off day. I guess. <laughs> that was good. So for me, yeah, I know. I'm bad about that. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I will. Um, yeah. So the training class itself actually has been well reviewed so far because it is kind of my dry sense of humor. I think, and there's just a lot more jokes in there than there probably should have been. And internally they were like, you need to cut this. And I'm like, I'm not cutting this. So there's, there's a little bit of that in there. I think and it's, it's, it's edgier than some other training programs, but hopefully not, not too, too bad. But we just realized, you know, nobody wants to sit through how many hours of PowerPoint presentations, right? You're not even going to absorb it. You might not absorb ours either, but it's still there if you need to go back and reference it. But we don't <laughs> I at appreciate least be that. entertained. I mean, that's what we do here. I mean, sometimes this topic marketing and interior design business can get a little dry. We like to keep it fun. There's nothing wrong with it. There's no shame in that game. Oh, you're the best <laughs> at keeping it fun. <laughs> I don't know this about is, that, but thank you so much. I appreciate that. I've been around the block a few times. You are very, no, no, this <laughs> that's, is great. That's what I've heard. So <laughs> and you've heard, you've, uh, you've heard right. No, this is, this is very, very good. Uh, are you going back to High Point? Are you going to be in High Point? I am. Are you? I, I am. am so we are for the spring. Mm -hmm. I uh, I will. It'll just be me, and I'm just doing a couple of small events. But in the fall, we are. We actually have a whole new platform we're launching. I didn't tell you about this. Right now, we're calling. I don't know if it'll end up being called this, but we're calling it Revel Woods Plus. We are partnering with a major, major, major manufacturer that makes the whole gamut all the way down to. I mean, they make carpet and everything too, which we're, I'm not. I don't know enough about to sell you and feel good about it. But uh, so I won't until I feel good about it. But what we're doing is building in a whole visualization platform where we'll have access to hundreds of things. It'll all be private labeled. The visualization platform, you can use different sample rooms. Um, you can even take a picture of your client's room and upload it and swap the flooring out. These tools exist in other places. Like we didn't invent this, but we're doing it in a way it'll be built right into the Revelwoods platform. 
So there will be just hundreds of different items that'll all be private labeled and covered through our website. It'll be trade only. So only designers can access the platform. Um, so they'll be able to, I'm really excited about this, but we've been building it now for a little while. So it's just another level, right? So if you've got your own collection, that's eight or eight or nine SKUs or whatever, however many pick, um, that's cool, but it might not work for all of your projects. And so in this case, you're going to be able to use this tool to immediately just show them in their picture. Like, this is what this is going to look like in your room. Now that's not hundred percent accurate. It's still a picture, but gives a really good idea. You know, if you're, you're building this out, um, so you'll be able to do it super quickly, send them the link to here's the product. It won't have pricing on it, but you'll be able to tell them the pricing. So there's no way we're not going to put like an MSRP or a ceiling on it. It's going to be totally up to you, you know, whatever, whatever you can get for it, get for it. Yeah, that's so important. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm, you know, social media is my my thing. That's what I do. I'm, I'm constantly in the forums and in the Facebook groups and uh, trade only things are being found, you know, online at home goods. <laughs> it's, sure. it's, a, it's, uh, it's a little concerning. So I, I have a question for you, an interior designer question related thing as far as trends and flooring and, and where you see wood flooring you know, the future of wood flooring, which I think is always going to be there. It's never going to go out of style, right? It's classic and it's um, traditional and it's it never goes out of style. But, you know, the last few years we've had the vinyl flooring, the luxury vinyl and that kind of thing. And I know that was super, super popular. And I used to live in Miami, right, where it was like wood look tile, some wood flooring. And now I'm in Southern Maryland and there's vinyl flooring everywhere. Do you see that sticking around? Is it worthwhile? Is it a thing? Is it trendy? Should we always choose wood flooring over luxury vinyl? I just want to pick your brain on that one. That is a great question. So it is honestly, if you asked me this question like three years ago, I'd have given you a different answer. So uh, the pandemic kind of changed things. So vinyl has been the fastest. And again, we sell vinyl, so I don't want to just dump on it. Vinyl has been the fastest selling product category in flooring for the last seven to 10 years. And I mean, it's just been a meteoric rise. Wood has always been a fairly mature market. So we were really predicting that 2020 was going to be the first year that vinyl was going to pass wood. And then the pandemic happened. And so a couple of interesting things happened. So vinyl, I'll try and give you the abridged version of this because I could I could do a whole like dissertation on this. So I'm going to just try to keep it to a service elevator pitch. Basically, what happened with vinyl is um, the technology is always getting better there. Wood is never going to go out of style because there's a reason why vinyl looks like wood, right? Because that's what they want. I mean, it, vinyl can look like whatever it wants, but the best selling vinyl looks like wood. So wood's never going to go out of style. Wood's also much more environmentally friendly. Um, it's not as fragile either as people think, but um, with vinyl, so the vinyl industry, they really, I want to say almost oversold it. And I say vinyl industry, I'm part of it. Um, it really was almost oversold as to how bulletproof and how resilient and how durable it is. And so what they find out is that it really doesn't like wear out, but it uglies out very quickly. So it tends to not age as well. So there's a ton of vinyl being sold because builders particularly loved it because they didn't have to worry about what conditions they were keeping the house at. So they got much fewer callbacks on the vinyl, especially early on. So they were like, this is great. And the visuals are really good. Um, they're a lot better than they used to be. But what we discovered in the pandemic was people really craved the authenticity of wood. And wood just soared to the point where, you know, supply chain issues just run abound at the moment. And they're not getting better. But um, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, because we finally got like it sort of sorted out. And then one country where all the plywood was made decided to invade the other country where all the plywood is made. So selfish so, of them. <laughs> 
I know. I didn't. If you want plywood that bad, but <laughs> the um, that was why that happened, right? So I guess where I, what I would say is, from a real estate standpoint, wood is the only one that actually raises the value of the home. So you, so houses with wood floor will sell for faster and usually for about ten percent more than vinyl will. That said, though, there are places where vinyl is a great choice, better choice than wood. So it really is situational. But this idea that that vinyl in the long run is somehow more durable than wood really isn't true. Where vinyl beats wood, I mean, from a scratch perspective, it's actually exactly the same. It's pretty much the same coating really? that's on both. Okay. Yeah, it's this aluminum oxide finish. What you see with wood is the denting. So something really heavy hits wood or like dog claws or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's that amount of pressure in a small space actually crushes the wood fibers, which causes a dent. Whereas vinyl is a little bit more like a rubber ball where it doesn't really dent. It just comes right back out. So you could scratch it just as easily, but you do- it doesn't dent as easily. So I that's see. the adva- huge advantage to vinyl. What we're starting to see though, because I know we have a vinyl product on our site. I can just, I'll pull back the curtain a little bit and tell you that I was told in January that 70% of the cost of that is transportation, 70%, which means that if the material was free and the labor to make it was free and my markup was completely free and your markup was completely free, the best I could save you is 30%. <laughs> wow. So that's, um, yeah. So, and that's, that's just getting it to the States. That's not even like then shipping it to your house, right? So there has been this pushback and ironically from a trend standpoint, and this is going to shock you. So be ready. The new up and comer right now is laminate, which is like, what? Are you kidding me? Right? That's like if I just told you linoleum, right? I just fainted. Right. Right. If it was like linoleum, that's it. You guys heard of this linoleum stuff? <laughs> I remember so, linoleum. Yeah, me too. Because yeah. it's still in some people I love dearly's homes. Um, <laughs> but, the, uh, but I will say, so the laminate that we're starting to offer actually is um, it's more durable than the vinyl. It's more dent resistant. Um, The visuals are better and it's made in North Carolina. So it's one of those things. It's like, you just, I didn't believe it. I've been a snob about this my whole career. Like I even, again, if you asked me three years ago, I would have been like, yeah, out of here uh, with that nonsense. (laughs) Um, But it is, it's amazing. If you're looking for something at that lower end, because vinyl has gotten so expensive that huh. for a little bit more money, you could go with wood. And in most cases, I mean, now in wood technology too, there's one company that we're working with that is compressing the wood fibers, which has made it like three times as dent resistant as it used to be. Like they're still doing some cool stuff with it. Um, so follow us for more mm. tips on that. But yeah, I mean, like <laughs> I said, I could the- go on on this forever, but that's the trend right now is vinyl starting to go on the way down a little bit. How has the laminate changed in 2022 from the the laminate craze of like 2003, 2004, 2005? Remember when it was super freaking popular? Yeah, right. So I think Pergo was the big, you were like the 10. big brand. Were you not even, how old were you uh, then? In, tw- in, in 2002, like I wasn't born yet. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I am 38. So I was born in the 80s, okay, early okay, 80s. Okay. Um, but the, uh, yeah, so the, I don't know, I don't remember 9-11, none of it. I wasn't born. The, I will tell you the first time I worked at a high school, like I did a, it's a long story, but I met someone that like wasn't born for 9-11. I was like, I'm so old. (laughs) The, uh, that was the takeaway from that conversation. So Mm -hmm. the, uh, yeah. So the laminate, the technology's really improved. And what they've started doing is, I mean, the image, the imaging that they use 
is considerably better. So they're able to offer it in a way that doesn't have like the repeating patterns, at least not nearly as noticeable. They've added texture to it. I mean, if you get down with a magnifying glass, you can tell, but I'm going to send you some samples because you need to see this stuff. It's ridiculous. I mean, there's times I walked into a place and I was like, yeah, I don't know about laminate. And they're like, what you're walking on now is laminate. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. And I'm pretty good at spotting it. So that the imaging technology, the texturizing technology has just gotten so, so much better. And then on the surface level, it's the same waterproof level as vinyl. If you get water underneath it, it's not as good. Mm-hmm. But if you've got water underneath it, you need to replace your floor anyway, because you've got some mold problem. So. All right, kids. You heard it here first. Laminate. Laminate. Really, really good. Is that something you guys are carrying too? It's not on the site as of this recording, but it's going to be a huge part. We we have it. We're able to sell it now. And then it'll be part of the Revelwoods Plus program. We're going to have like, I don't know, I awesome. think 30 or 40 different SKUs that are all made in the United States, actually. That's great. All right. So um, the main takeaway before we get into the What Up Winget round, not only is Revelwoods amazing, is just to make sure that you guys are offering something that is unique, that is branded to you. Make yourself indispensable. Uh, is that the word I'm looking for? <laughs> make yourself, you yeah. know, the go-to that cannot be done without you. Besides your innate talent to make a room or a house gorgeous, you also want to be supplying those, those resources through you. And, um, you know, don't leave that money on the table. I think that's super important. And, and the way you guys do it, I mean, it's no-brainer. Super easy. How? I mean, you're there for the support. You're there for the product. I just think it's just once you work that out, you know, Mr. And Mrs. Client, and there's Darla Powell Home, uh, this line of flooring, and you know, tell the contractor, and you know, this is happening. You're good to go. <laughs> yeah, you know, you yeah. really are. And we continue with the education and support, and you know, it really it kind of shocked me to think like in an hour you could know what you're talking about. I always thought it would take a lot longer than that. But we were, and again, you know, not everything, but if you have questions, we have a whole resource center. We talk about, we go into, you want to really nerd out on acclimation or sustainability. We have those resources available. They're just not required for certification. Do you have a line like that or or something someone, an interior designer could make uh, custom to their branding that has a, a biophilic or the sustainability edge to it? Yes. If that's what's important to you or your client, we can provide options. You know, we work basically because we offer so many things and the website only right now only shows like 150 floors, but there's thousands that we have access to. And that's why, you you know, when working with us, we'll provide something that even if they go on Revelwoods, they might not, they won't be able to find it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'd be something they're only getting through you. But we operate basically on a transparency level with that kind of stuff to just say, okay, here's what we got. Here's what it is do you think this will work, right? So if it's like, I need something that doesn't have any added formaldehyde, it has to be made in this place or whatever, here's the options. Here's what we have that'll work with those um, specifications. And so it's not always unlimited choices for every little thing you'd want, but at the very least, it's like, okay, here's a thing that's in that look, but it's not made in Estonia, it's made in China or it's made in Cambodia or whatever, but you're going to know, mm-hmm. you know, so whatever whatever decision you make will be an informed one. So if you're looking, yeah, from sustainability we can talk about here's the key points, here's what you want to look for, here's what we have that satisfies that, does it work, you know? And then uh, you can, you, you're in charge. That's that's the thing about this. <laughs> yeah. We're just here to support you, but this is your show. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So, John Dupre, now I have to ask you, are you ready for the What Up Wingnut round? I don't know if I'll ever be ready. Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. What would the hashtag on your tombstone be? be more like a quote, I think, that would say, he died like he lived on his butt. Hashtag <laughs> sitting is a new smoking. 
You're stuck on a deserted island, but you can have your favorite food forever. What's it going to be? Whiskey. Oh, that's a first. It's not, I'm not going to be there. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> also, it's going to be on. My, it's also going to be on my tombstone. <laughs> yeah, my huge tombstone. Please recommend a book that has had an impact on you, either personally or professionally. Robert Caldini's book Influence is sort of the quintessential book on understanding why we do the things we do. Why one thing appeals to us, why while another thing doesn't. Um, you know, and understanding that how easily we can be manipulated or not, you know, mm-hmm. and not to manipulate people, but to just understand these are the invisible forces at work sometimes that cause us to do things that we otherwise wouldn't know. That sounds pretty cool. What was the title again? Influence. I believe the subtitle Science and Practice. Robert Cialdini is the guy who wrote it, and I believe he's a professor at Arizona State. Awesome. There's been like a million editions of it, but grab literally any of them and they're fine. It's a great, great read. Okay, cool. John, thank you so much for joining us. Please tell the Wingnuts where they can go to find out more about you and Revel Woods, and we will uh, bid you adieu. Thank you. Yeah, revelwoods.com, woods plural. Uh, and then there's a link for professionals. Sign up for a pro account. Give us your information to apply. We'll approve you. You get access to our course, to everything from there. We'll hook you up with our people, and we'll hold your hand the whole way, very tenderly. <laughs> will you stare deeply into our eyes? Yes. Okay, good. We will. Thank you for joining us, John. Thank you. Okay, so there you have it. Whether you are going through Rebel Woods or anything else that's to the trade, only make sure that you're offering a product or a service or some element of value that the end user, your client, interior design clients can't shop you cannot go around you, cannot say, you know what, I don't really need you, Susan McNuggets. I can absolutely 100% go to floor and decor my damn self. (laughs) No, we we don't want that. We want to make sure that besides, you know, adding, here's your beautiful room, here's what I can do for you. You want to make sure that you're offering something where they cannot X you out of the equation. I think that's really super important. And I love that Revel Woods has that semi-custom line. You can have the Susan McNuggets, you know, line of wood flooring for your high-end clients. That's pretty freaking impressive. If you had that on your website, or even if you're on a consultation and you say, look, Mr. and Mrs. Client, look at my line of flooring. I mean, come on, seriously, especially if you're going after higher-end clients. I mean, that's a nice feather in your cap. And with the support, that you have from John and his company, Revel Woods. I mean, it's really a no-brainer. And the luxury vinyl flooring, they have that too, if that's something that's still a thing <laughs> you want to sell to your clients. I'm really, actually, really um, looking forward to seeing uh, the laminate situation. I remember in 2004 looking at that for my house. I never, I never did pull the trigger, though. Hmm thoughts. All right, guys, make sure to uh, go and sign up for the absolutely free webinar at wingnutsocial.com slash webinar, where yours truly is going to walk you through Google Ads, Google Ads 101 for interior designers. You're going to learn some tips and some tricks and at the very, very, very least know what to look for when you're delegating out your paid Google Ads and what they should be doing. All right, that's it for this week. Remember, get out there, get uncomfortable and be great. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to tune in next week for more business and marketing info and insightful interviews with industry experts and design superstars. Can't wait? Then head on over to wingnutsocial.com for more great content to help you get your business to the next level.
<laughs> Before we get into the first blooper. Hello, honey. Hello, my darling. Hello, my ragtime gal. Send me a kiss by wire. Honey, my heart's on fire. Ribbit. Uh, go through and see, you know, Kit, uh, hmm. ate it. Good boy, Mango.